Your main man Tyler here with the Around the Bases podcast. Here for week nine, I believe. Yes, week nine of the college softball season. A little breaking news here. Um, here in the past couple days, the NCAA announced that uh, there will be predetermined sites for regionals and super regionals. So, as long as you make a bid. Um, you can, you have a shot at hosting regionals, whether or not you make the tournament. Um, personally, I don't like this decision. I would rather just keep it the similar format. Um, I know we're trying to make the best of, uh, the pandemic situation here, but, uh, I just don't see the overall value of this especially if your team isn't winning or isn't in the isn't even in the tournament and you're hosting a regional and a super regional or just a regional or whatever personally I just don't see this move as a good one and hopefully this is just for this one time um because I definitely don't want to see this happening past this year for sure so that basically changes everything of how we how i'm gonna look at the tournament once the bracket is released in on may 16th um so stay tuned for that when we get to there um for more information and you know let's dive into everything else as you know, I like to start out with the conference standings. So, we'll start with the SEC. You got South Carolina and Mississippi State both tied for last at 0-9, which I didn't see coming personally, but that's where they are, and that's <laughs> just how it is for them right now. Um, um, both teams have an opportunity to get a win this weekend in their series, but we'll talk about that in the schedule for the week. Um, Auburn is 11th at 1-8. They're not having a good season yet. Their RPI is really good, for what I guess for strength of opponent or whatever. Um, Kentucky, Georgia, Texas A&M, and Tennessee are all tied for 7th at 4-5. Um, it's very good programs are um, not having a winning record in the SEC right now. I mean, that's just the gauntlet that is the SEC that you have to play. Um, it is what it is, and they have opportunities to redeem themselves this weekend. So we'll see how they do. Uh, Ole Miss and LSU are both tied for fifth at 6-6. Six and six. Ole Miss is playing a lot better than I expected under uh, Jamie Traxel in her first year over from Minnesota. Um, honestly, it's been quite a treat to see so far. I didn't think Ole Miss would be this good in the SEC this season. I thought it might take a year or two for them to really get going under Traxel's guidance, but they really seem to be in a very nice place right now, and 
they have an opportunity to get another sweep this weekend, which, like I said, I'll talk about later, but we'll get to that. Missouri's fourth at six and three. Alabama's third at nine and three. Florida is second at ten and two, and Arkansas remains perfect in the SEC at twelve and zero. This weekend will be key for the Razorbacks, and we'll talk about that more in the um, schedule for the week. But they have a massive series this weekend, um, so stay on the listen for that. Big Ten standings. Penn State still last at 1-18. Um, Wisconsin and Rutgers are tied for 12th at 5-15. Purdue is 10th at 6-14. Michigan State is 9th at 6-10. Maryland and Indiana are tied uh, for 8th at 8-12. Oh, excuse me, Purdue is 11th at 6-14, Michigan State's 10th. Um, Nebraska is 7th at 11-9, they're a surprise right now. Ohio State is 6th at 12-7, they're riding the absolutely great pitching arm of Peyton Burrish. Iowa's 5th at 13-7, Illinois' 4th at 14-6, Minnesota is 3rd at 15-5, Michigan is second at 13 and 3 and Northwestern still leads the Big 10 at 18 and 2. On to the ACC. Boston College stays last at 2 and 11. Georgia Tech is 12th at 4 and 14. Pitt is 11th at 5 and 16. Virginia is 10th at 7 and 14. Louisville's 9th at 7 and 10. North Carolina falls all the way to 8th at 6 and 7. Notre Dame is 7th at 9 and 10. NC State is 6th at 10 and 11. Syracuse is 5th at 6 and 6. Duke is 4th now. Duke drops from 1st to 4th at 15 and 6. Virginia Tech is 3rd at 16 and 6. Clemson is 2nd at 18 and 4. And Florida State is now on top of the ACC at 12 and 2. On to the pack, 12. Utah's in last at 1-8. Cal is 8th at 1-5. Oregon State is 7th at 3-6. Arizona State is 6th at 4-5. I'm shocked that they're below Stanford, but they have a chance to remedy that this weekend. Speaking of Stanford, they're 5th at 3-3. Washington and Arizona tied at 3rd at 6-2. Oregon is second at 5-1, and one, and UCLA is still first at 3-0 and oh since they haven't played in a couple weeks. Luckily, they've been able to practice uh, the last couple days, so hopefully their se- massive series this weekend will be able to be played. Um, just stay tuned to that, because that series might be the series of the weekend, depending on a couple of other series, but we'll talk about that in the schedule for the week. Big 12 standings. Texas Tech and Iowa State are tied for last at 0-6. Kansas is 5th at 1-5. Oklahoma State 4th at 5-1. Baylor is... uh, Baylor's... Texas and Baylor, excuse me are tied for second at 3-0, and Oklahoma leads at 6-0. 
some other conferences that you need or standings that I think you need to t keep your eyes on. Uh, Stony Brook leading the America East at 5-0 and at 16-6 and overall. Wichita State and South Florida are now tied atop the American at 7-1. and Tulsa's third at 3-1, and and Central Florida has fallen to fourth at 5-3. and Fordham and George Washington are on top of the Atlantic 10 at uh, Fordham's 9-0 and 21-3. And George Washington is 8-0 and 16-6. And Florida Gulf Coast is on top of the Atlantic Sun at 10-2. Kennesaw State is second at 7-2. Liberty is third at 4-2. Cal State Fullerton's on top of the Big West at 6-0. Long Beach State is second at 8-1. James Madison is on top of the CAA at 5 and or the Colonial at 5-1 and 16-1 and, uh, and and overall. Charlotte and Louisiana Tech are tied atop the conference. USA at 3-1. North Texas and UAB are tied at third at 2-2. Two Monmouth leads the Metro Athletic Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference at 7 and 1. Miami of Ohio and Ball State are tied atop the MAC at 8 and 0. <clears throat> Illinois State leads the Missouri Valley at 7 and 1 and 25 20 and 5 overall. Southern Illinois is second at 8 and 3 26 and 6 overall. Uh, Fresno State is on top of the Mountain West at 8-1, 20-7 overall. St. Francis is on top of the Northeast Conference at 8-0, 23-6 overall. Boston University leads the Patriot at 6-0, 17-1 overall. UNCG or, or UNCG or UNC Greensboro is fourth in the SoCon at 3-3, which is a very surprising given how good of a program they are. Uh, Stephen F. Austin leads the Southland at 12 0, 21 8 overall. Texas State and Troy are on top of the Sun Belt at 8 0 and 9 0, respectively. Louisiana's third at 11 1. South Alabama's fourth at 6 3. South Dakota State's on top of the Summit League at 8 0, 23 4 overall. And Grand Canyon is on top of the WAC at 4 and 2. So now that we've got all of that, let's look at the RPI rankings and the ones that I've highlighted personally. Long Beach State at 176. Stephen F. Austin, 135. Iowa's moved up to 120. Fordham is, one in, uh, is at 106 despite being 21 and 3. Illinois 98, Fresno State 74, Minnesota 68, Stanford at 64, Northwestern at 59, Southern Illinois at 56, Baylor's at 55, Boston University is 47, Michigan's 46, Texas State is 44, Troy is 43, James Madison is 38, Central Florida is 37, Wichita State's 30, Louisiana's 28, Texas is at 25, Liberty's 24, Kentucky's 22, Arizona State's 21, Missouri's at 20, 
Georgia's 19, Washington is 17, Oklahoma's 15, Oklahoma State is 14, Oregon is 13, Clemson is 12, Tennessee is 11, Arizona's 9, Duke is 8, Virginia Tech 7, Arkansas 6, Florida State 5, LSU 4, Florida 3, let me redo that. Arkansas 7, Florida State 6, LSU 5, Florida 4. Um, nope, I had that right. Shoot. Arkansas at 6, Florida State at 5, LSU at 4, Florida at 3, UCLA at 2, and Alabama at 1. Alright, so all the standings and rankings... All the, excuse me, all the standings and rankings I've gone through, let's talk about stats as of Monday night. Naturally, Jocelyn Alo of Oklahoma's third in the nation in batting average at .566. Her teammate, T.R. Jennings, is fourth at .527. Jocelyn Alo leads the nation in homers per game at .79. Braxton Burnside of Arkansas is third at .58. Tiari Jennings is fourth at .57. And Addison Bernard, or excuse me, Addison Barnard of Wichita State is fifth at .54. Jocelyn Alo is also second in RBIs per game at 2.07. Tiari Jennings is a is fourth at 1.86. Morgan Newport of Northwestern leads the nation in ERA at exactly zero. Rachel Garcia of UCLA is third at .29. Shannon Sale of Oklahoma is fourth at .41. And Alex Storacco of Michigan is fifth at .49. Rachel Garcia leads the nation in strikeouts per seven innings with 14.3. Alex Storacco second, 13.5. Courtney Coppersmith of UMBC is third at 13.3. And Shannon Sale is fourth at 12.6. Mary Half of uh, Arkansas and Keely Rochard of Virginia Tech lead the nation in victories with 18. Gabby Plain is third at 17. Jocelyn Alou leads the nation in slugging percentage at 1.513. Tiari Jennings third at 1.176. And Kinsey Hansen of Oklahoma is fourth at 1.085. Kayla Kowalik of, Co of Kentucky leads the nation in hits with 55. Sammy Williams of Iowa State is second with 54. Sierra Bryan of Louisiana is third with 53. And Tiari Jennings is fourth with 48. Jocelyn Alou leads the nation in home runs with 22. Braxton Bernstide is second with 19. Tiari Jennings third with 16. And Kinsey Hansen and Sammy Williams are both tied for fourth at 15. Jocelyn Alou also leads the nation in RBIs with 58. Tiari Jennings second with 52. Braxton Burnside third with 45. Sammy Williams, fourth with 43, and then 
Kentucky's Aaron Koffel is fifth with 41. Rachel Garcia leads the nation in strikeout to walk ratio at 16.33. Her teammate uh, Megan Faramo is third at 12.86. And Peyton Gottschalls of Bowling Green is fourth with 12.69. Gabby Plain of Washington leads the nation in strikeouts with 194. Keely Rochard second at 187. Leanna Johnson of Troy is third with 177. Ashley Rogers of Tennessee is fourth at 170. And South Florida's Georgina Cork is fifth with 169. So those are your individual stats. Let's move on to your team stats. Oklahoma leads the nation in batting average at .457. Texas is second at .373, UCLA's third also at .373, and Washington is fourth at .359. Michigan leads the nation in ERA with a .87, UCLA second 1.09, Boston University is third at 1.16, Oklahoma State is fourth at 1.33, and St. Francis is 5th at 1.33 as well. Arizona leads the nation in fielding percentage with a .986. Washington is 2nd also with a .986. Oklahoma's 3rd, .985. Northwestern's 4th at .985. And Florida is 5th at .982. Oklahoma leads the nation in home runs per game at 3.25. James Madison second at 2.13. Arizona State is third at two home runs per game. Wichita State fourth with 1.93. And Arkansas fifth with 1.85. Oklahoma leads the nation in scoring with 12.07 runs per game. James Madison third 8.6. George Washington fourth at 7.82. And UCLA is fifth at 7.75. Oklahoma leads the nation in slugging percentage, .894. James Madison second at .695. UCLA third at .68. Arizona State fourth, .641. And Texas is fifth with a .612. Michigan leads the nation in strikeout to walk ratio at 7.41. UCLA is second at 6.42. Oregon's third at 6.33, Alabama's fourth 6.14, and North Carolina's fifth 5.11. Southern Illinois leads the nation in walks with 167. Arkansas, Texas A&M, and Washington are all tied for third at 132. So there's your stats, leaders, as of Monday night. Notable games canceled, postponed. We have a very uh, pretty short list. Uh, Michigan at Michigan State was postponed due to COVID issues or COVID protocols. They didn't specify either way. Um, same thing happened for Ohio State at Penn State's final game. Um, they canceled it due to an abundance of caution for everyone. Didn't specify one way or the other. Um, so those were a couple of Big Ten games that we could have had that we missed out on. But, you know, 
it's bound to happen. But we're doing the best we can. There's a ton of schedule changes and all this other kind of crap because of weather or COVID or whatever the reason may be. But we're doing the best we can with what we got. Just enjoy it while we have it. It's basically my recommendation. That having been said, let's move on to the recap of week eight. Carter Spexarth's double in the ninth inning helped Mississippi State forget their SEC woes for a little bit anyway by taking down Southern Miss 2-1. Georgina Corrick fired 13 strikeouts in South Florida's 1-0 win over Memphis in their series opener. Valerie Cagle struck out 12 in Clemson's 4-1 series opening win over North Carolina. Braxton Burnside's home run and three RBIs keep Arkansas rolling in SEC play with a 6-1 win over Auburn in their series opener. The Hackbarth sisters were back at it again with six RBIs in uh, Arizona State's 9-1 six-inning win over Utah in their series opener. Claire Jenkins had a double home run and six RBIs which led Alabama to the 11-3 five-inning win over Texas A&M in their series opener. Oklahoma offense is added again in a 14-0 five-inning win over Kansas in their series opener. Tulsa took down Central Florida 5-1 in their conference and series opener. Or it was Tulsa's conference opener, not Central Florida's. Missouri exploded in a 13-4 win over South Carolina in their series opener. Kylie Naomi hit a walk-off home run to lift Oklahoma State to the 3-1 win over Iowa State in their series opener. A lot of errors as Texas opened Big 12 play with a 5-0 win over Texas Tech. Georgia Clark hit the walk-off in LSU's 1-0 win over Ole Miss in their series opener. Brooke Yanez is had 15 strikeouts to lead Oregon over Oregon State 2-0 in their series opener. Autumn Moffitt Korth shut down Baylor as BYU got the W 4-1. Malia Martinez hit two homers and had seven RBIs in Arizona's 9-0 five-inning win over Stanford in their series opener. Louisiana blasted five home runs in 10-2 five-inning win over Georgia State to open Friday. Shelby Lowe's 12 strikeouts were not enough as Braxton Burnside had all three RBIs for Arkansas in their 3-0 win over Auburn, guaranteeing the series win and staying undefeated in the SEC. Ten strikeouts from Millie Thompson led Clemson over North Carolina 6-1 in Game 1, and then Clemson jumped all over North Carolina to take Game 2 12-1 in five innings, which guaranteed them the series win.
Houston held off South Florida to make sure they didn't get swept in a 4-3 win on Saturday. BYU won their series with Baylor thanks to a 7-5 win in Game 1. And then Arissa Paulson's double homer and four RBIs led BYU to the sweep of Baylor in a 7-5 win in Game 2. So BYU swept a three-game series with Baylor. I didn't see that coming. BYU has kind of been very unpredictable this season. I believe their record stands at 16-13 and 13 right now. Um, depending on how their game against Utah State went yesterday. I don't, I don't I didn't really follow that game. Um but it took me by surprise that BYU swept Baylor. It's not something I expected to see, but you know, kudos to the Cougars. I you know, they've played they usually have a tough brand of softball. So that's uh, props to BYU for getting I mean, they're more than likely going to win the West Coast Conference because there's not really a team in the WCC worth anything to be able to challenge BYU. But still, um, kudos to BYU. Uh, you deserve a lot of credit for sweeping Baylor the way you did. Um, Sydney Sickles got 12 strikeouts in Illinois' 4 to nothing win over Wisconsin. In their series opener, Minnesota held off Purdue to win the series opener 8-5. Aubrey Sini hit a walk-off home run to lift uh, Tulsa over in Central Florida 5-4 in Game 1. Central Florida capitalized early in a 6-1 win in Game 2 to at least be able to fight for the series split on Sunday. Indiana got the win at Iowa in their series opener 4-1. Washington took down California 8-4 in Game 1, then did it again 6-3 in Game 2. Ashley Rogers had 10 strikeouts and shut down Kentucky in 6-1 win for Tennessee in their series opener. Uh, Florida State avoids the upset in their series opener with Notre Dame in a 3-1 victory. Uh, Mariah Mazone shut down Oregon as Oregon State evened the series with another uh, game later that night in an 8-1 win. Of course, later that night, Brooke Yanez repaid the favor as Oregon won game two 4-0. Keely Rochard outdueled Peyton St. George as Virginia Tech took down Duke 4-1 in their series opener. Utah evened the series with Arizona State in a 6-4 win, forcing the rubber match on Sunday. Um, Alabama held off Texas A&M's furious comeback in 8-6 win, earning the series win. Arizona didn't use the home run ball to beat Stanford in the 6-1 win to guarantee the series. And then Arizona took down Stanford 5-3 in Game 2. Missouri guaranteed their series win with a 7-3 win over South Carolina. Texas demolished Texas Tech 10-1 in five innings to guarantee that series win. Oklahoma was held without a home run in a 6-2 victory over Kansas that won them the series. 
honestly, I'm shocked Kansas held them to six. That's quite the feat given Oklahoma's offensive prowess this season. Taylor Pre uh, Pleasant's home run in the bottom of the sixth lifted LSU to the series win over Ole Miss in a 3-2 victory. Oklahoma State got the 4-1 win over Iowa State to clinch the series. Um, Clemson finished the sweep of North Carolina with a 9-1 six-inning victory to start Saturday. Tulsa took down Central Florida 7-3 to get the series win. Which, again, another surprising result. I know Tulsa was opening conference play, but they came out and won the series at home against Central Florida, and I think that's a huge step for them. Um, kudos to the Golden Hurricanes. That was enough. basically Tulsa and um, BYU are my teams that I'm highlighting this week. From this past week. Uh, along with Virginia Tech. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, Alabama brought out the Big Bats. Winning the series with Texas A&M. In a 14-6 six inning win. Georgina Cork fired 10 strikeouts. In South Florida's 1-0 win over Houston. To win the series. Minnesota held off Purdue again to take 2-0 series lead in a 5-4 victory. Savannah Henley's 13 strikeouts led Purdue to the 2-1 win in Game 3 in the series. Florida State had no problem dispatching Notre Dame um, in both games, 8-0 in run rule fashion. Um, they clinched the series with that. Uh, second win and or that game two win. Haley Busby walked it off for uh, Oklahoma State as they got the sweep over Iowa State in a two to one victory, where every game was tight in that series. Um, Iowa State played Oklahoma State very close. Each game was within three runs the entire way. So I don't. I don't know exactly what that says about both teams, but Oklahoma State got the sweep regardless. Um, I never doubted they were the better team. I mean, Iowa State is, if I'm being brutally honest, just Sammy Williams. But, you know, it, you know, one player doesn't make a whole team, but that's the person you center your focus around. So... Courtney Day's double in the fifth inning lifted Texas over Texas Tech 2-1 to one to get the sweep. I'm not exactly shocked that Texas swept Texas Tech, especially at home. Um, so, there's that. Arizona State recovered to win the series with Utah three in a 3-1 to one victory. Arkansas stayed undefeated in SEC play with a 2-1 win over Auburn to earn the sweep. Nine runs in the second gave Missouri the sweep of South Carolina in a 10-6 win. 
Arizona sweeps Stanford in two to nothing win. Haley Ellifson hit the walk-off in Maryland's 4-3 upset of Northwestern in Game 1. Rachel Lewis's two homers, five RBIs, helped Northwestern crush Maryland 10-3 in Game 2. Paige Smith's two home runs, four RBIs, led Ole Miss to avoid the sweep with LSU in 9-4, eight-inning win. Wisconsin took down Illinois 2-1 to to avoid the sweep and have a chance at a series split on Sunday. Washington swept Cal with a 5-1 victory. Iowa downed Indiana on a solo homer 1-0 to take a 2-1 series lead. Virginia Tech took the 2-0 series lead as they took down Duke 7-3 in Game 1. Virginia Tech clinched the series in a 4-2 8-inning win over Duke in Game 2. Aaron Koffel's two homers and six RBIs helped Kentucky even the series with Tennessee in a 13-2 five-inning win. Mary Wilson Avant virtually shut down Florida in Georgia's 4-2 win to open that series. Oregon wins the Battle of Oregon with Oregon State in a 4-3 win. Rutgers earned, Rutgers earned a series split with Nebraska thanks to a 2-1 win to start Sunday. Kind of a shocking result. Rutgers is towards the bottom of the Big Ten. And Nebraska has a winning record. So, um, kudos to the Scarlet Knights for getting that job done there. Kaylin <clears throat> Arnold shut down Notre Dame as Florida swept the series in a 5 to nothing win. Minnesota wins the series with Purdue thanks to Natalie Den Hartog's two-run homer in the two-to-one victory. Northwestern wins the series with Maryland thanks to a nine-to-four win. Ashley Rogers' 13 strikeouts led Tennessee to the series win over Kentucky in a six-to-two win. Um, also, they mentioned during that series on TV that Kentucky, I, I don't believe Kentucky's ever won a series in Knoxville, so... That streak continues. Should happen for Kentucky one day. But Tennessee's a very tough team. They're at home in Knoxville. Um, I've been to that stadium personally. I know the, how the fans are. Um, they are certainly a rowdy bunch. Um, and it's just a very difficult place to play. Um... Duke did enough to avoid the sweep to Virginia Tech in a 3-1 win. Cheyenne Lindsay and Charla Eccles both had five RBIs as Florida demolished uh, Georgia 17-1 in five innings to even the series with the rubber match on Monday. Riley Sheehy hit the walk-off for Iowa to win the series with Indiana 2-1 in the 10th inning. Sydney Sickles 12 strikeouts and she allowed only one hit as Illinois won the series with Wisconsin thanks to a 3 to 1 victory, a 3 to nothing victory, excuse me. Four players had 3 plus RB or three or more RBIs in Louisiana's 18 to nothing 5 inning win over Lamar. 
Southeastern Louisiana took down Mississippi State 6-4 in a surprising result. That was extremely shocking. Um, I honestly did not expect the Lady Lions to take down Mississippi State, but, you know, here we are. Um, Mississippi State's just got a whole bunch of problems going on right now. Um, and they have a game at home against Central Arkansas today. So hopefully they'll be able to remedy that tonight. Um, but Mississippi State has got some huge problems going on. If Mississippi State keeps this pace up, they might not. They might just miss the NCAA tournament if they don't get it together. Um, I'm just saying that's something to watch out for and look forward to as we move further in the season. Um, Charla Eccles, two homers and three RBIs, lifted Florida to the series win over Georgia in their 8-1 win. Charlotte absolutely crushed North Carolina 11-4 yesterday. Um, yet another surprising result. I thought North Carolina's offense would be able to at least keep it a little bit closer. Um, but in the end, you know, Charlotte got the job done and looks like a legitimate threat to win the Conference USA this year. Uh, LSU scored three runs in the bottom of the sixth to come back and beat Louisiana Tech 6-4. to four. LSU has had their own problems this season for whatever reason, um, but they were able to come back and get that win. And then lastly, the Battle of Texas, not the one you're thinking of. Texas State walked it off on Texas A&M 7-6. Texas State, uh, excuse me a minute. <laughs> excuse me. Um... Texas State, who just became ranked in the top 25 this week, has taken down Texas A&M, who is um, ranked and, I believe, receiving votes in the two major polls. Um, absolutely massive win for the Bobcats. Um, there's not too much more that can be said. Texas State is a really solid program. And I, I don't know if they are a top 25 team, but they are absolutely worthy of receiving votes for the top 25. Um, uh, you know, <coughs> it's a very interesting team, and, you know, Texas State is one to keep an eye on as we move towards the NCAA tournament. So that ends the recap. Let's move on to the week schedule for the week ahead. Um, look, tomorrow, or excuse me, tonight, South Alabama travels to Troy for a midweek conference game, which is weird, but um, this is an important game for both teams. Troy wants to stay undefeated. South Alabama is trying to move up in the standings. They have their own crucial series on the weekend. Um, so, 
but this is an important game for both teams. Also, quite possibly the game of the day, Oklahoma travels to Wichita to take on the Wichita State Shockers. And that game sold out a couple weeks ago from what I saw on Twitter. Um, that's a massive game for Wichita State. Could Wichita State be the team that takes down Oklahoma first this season? I'm going to say no, but I'm going to say they keep it close. Um, so, if you, you have ESPN, if you have access to ESPN+, Plus, absolutely 100%. Turn your um, ESPN Plus account to Oklahoma at Wichita State. That is a key game. Louisiana at Houston. I want to see if Houston can push Louisiana. Louisiana's kind of up and down. Um, you never know what kind of team you're going to get from them. And South Florida travels to Gainesville to take on the Florida Gators for a doubleheader tomorrow. Um, that should be an interesting one as well. Considering South Florida's on top of the American with Wichita State, so. <clears throat> I don't think South Florida will beat Florida. But I think whichever game Georgina Cork is in the circle... You have to give South Florida a great shot of at least keeping it close. <clears throat> now, if she goes out and throws both games, which I don't expect her to do that, I might expect her to make an appearance in both games, but I don't expect her to start both games. Um, but I fully expect Florida to win both of those games. Saturday, a little international flavor. You got Team Canada playing at Florida. Also playing Western Kentucky in Florida. And Team Mexico travels to Arizona to take on the Wildcats. A couple of international games on the week, during the weekend. <clears throat> Tuesday, Kansas at Missouri. I want to see if Kansas should be taken as a legitimate threat. Um, southeastern Louisiana, they just beat Mississippi State. They travel to Louisiana to take on the Raging Cajuns. Um, so I want to see if southeastern Louisiana can replicate the magic. And LSU at McNeese State. McNeese State was a problem for teams earlier in the season. Some big teams. Um, so I want to see if they can give, possibly take down LSU. I'm not sure it'll happen, but I i mean, with the way LSU's been playing, I think East State has a good shot. <clears throat> and now on to the series for the weekend. Firstly, Clemson at Notre Dame. I'm going to take Clemson 3-1. to one. I, Clemson's just going to be too much for Notre Dame in the end. Um, Illinois at Nebraska for four games. Sydney Sickles is just really good in the circle, so I'm going to take Illinois 3-1. to one. Uh, Tulsa at South Florida, that's a pretty big series this weekend. Um, I'm actually going to take Tulsa to win the series 3-1 to one at South Florida. South Carolina, can they get 
off the uh, can they get their first win in SEC play at Ole Miss this weekend with three games? I'm going to say yes, but Ole Miss will win the series 2-1. to one. Auburn at Texas A&M for three games. Um, I think uh, Texas A&M will win that series 2-1. to one. Minnesota at Northwestern for four games. That's a huge series in the Big Ten. Um, and I think they split the series. I, th I, I know Minnesota hasn't been talked about much right now. Amber Pfizer and Autumn Pease need to get it together. Um, their offense is just not really overpowering anyone right now. But I think they earn a series split just based on their pitching alone. Uh, I mentioned Western Kentucky will play Team Canada on Saturday. They will also play a doubleheader. Well, not a doubleheader. They'll play two games at Florida this weekend. I want to see if Western Kentucky is a legitimate team. I mean, we've already seen them take down Kentucky. Are they able to take down Florida as well? Louisiana at Troy for three games. That's a huge series in the Sun Belt. Um... God, I'm going to take, oh God, I'll take Troy 2-1. to one. Oklahoma at Baylor for three games. Will Baylor be the one to give Oklahoma their first loss? I know they have Gia Rodoni. I just don't think she's going to be able to stop Oklahoma's offense enough. Oklahoma will sweep Baylor. Houston at Wichita State for four games. Wichita State wins that series 3-1. to one. South Alabama at Texas State for three games. That's another huge series this weekend um, in the Sunbelt Conference. Sunbelt's got two incredible top four team matchups. So, um, based on what Texas State just did, I'm going to take Texas State to sweep South Alabama. Michigan at Ohio State for four games. The game, you know, from the football series. Um, I'll go Michigan if that both teams had games or series postponed this past week. So if this series does get played, I will say Michigan wins three to one. Georgia at Kentucky for three games. Kentucky's too good. I'll take Kentucky in a sweep. Tennessee at Mississippi State for three games. Can Mississippi State get their first win at home against Tennessee? Yes, because Ashley Rogers will not pitch every game. But Tennessee will win the series 2-1. to one. Duke at Florida State. Another huge ACC series for four games. Um... God, I'm going to take a series split. I think Duke and Florida State will series split. LSU at Missouri three for three games. I think Missouri will win that series 2-1. to one. Stanford at Arizona State for four games. I don't think Stanford is as good as everyone thinks they are right now. 
So I'm going to take Arizona State for three of those four games. Oklahoma State at Texas Tech for three games. I think Texas Tech will get swept. I think Oklahoma State will sweep Texas Tech. This is the key. This is the second biggest series of the weekend for me. Alabama at Arkansas for three games. Oh my God, what a series that is! Alabama and Arkansas. Oh man. Um. Yes, Arkansas will take their first loss. Alabama will win the series at Arkansas two to one. And if I'm wrong about that, I'm kind of okay with that. I. I just can't stand Alabama as a school. Their athletics, actually mainly their football program, but that's not why we're here. Here, so I'll move on. Texas at Iowa State for three games. Texas will crush Iowa State and sweep them. Washington at Oregon State for four games. Give me Washington for to sweep that series. And the all-important series of the weekend. I told you they've returned to practice this week. So hopefully we get UCLA at Oregon for four games this weekend. Now, since UCLA hasn't played in two weeks, I've had to alter my pick. At first, I was going to say UCLA wins this series 3-1. to one. Now, I'm going to say Oregon wins this series 3-1. to one. I think with the COVID pause, they haven't been able to practice until early this week. Um, I just don't think it's going to be enough time to get ready for a grueling series with Oregon. Even though they have two of the best pitchers in the country and they have a very stacked lineup, I think Oregon has been playing they'll be more in the flow of the game and they'll be able to win this series. So that's all I got for you this week. Um, <clears throat> certainly a lot of things going down. Um, Big Ten Network is starting to show softball games, so that's another network you can watch softball on. We got more games coming to ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU. Yeah, there was softball cut. Now that basketball just ended, congratulations to South Carolina women's. I mean, she, Jesus. Excuse me. Congratulations to Stanford women's basketball and Baylor men's basketball for their national championships. But now the calendar is turned into over to softball. Softball coverage is ramping up. Absolute. If there's a game on. Absolutely turn it on, no matter who the opponent is or who's playing. Just turn it on, give it a watch, and enjoy it. It's it's the game that you should love. Um, it's a great game, and, you know, we're going to have a great week of softball, hopefully. <clears throat> Hoping all of these series get played. Um, but if they don't, I'll have it for you as news next week. But thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. I hope you have a great week. Um, 
watch some softball, and I'll catch up with you again next week. Uh, see you next time week at the same time. Good night, and have a great week, everyone.